In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. Do you believe in miracles? Let me give you my answer on that today. Absolutely. And I'll tell you why I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles because I believe in God. To say you believe in miracles means that you believe that there is a God who is greater than the natural, greater than the ordinary, and greater than what you can accomplish. You see, how do you define a miracle? Everything's not a miracle. We throw that word around. People say, oh, that was miraculous. But everything's not miraculous. Now, a divine miracle is something that could not be done by man. It's accomplished through the power of God and for the glory of God alone. And I would point out to you also that Satan can counterfeit miracles. One example of that is in Pharaoh's magicians in the Old Testament. But Satan's miracles always lead to destruction. The Lord's miracles always lead to life and liberty and light. And so, yes, I believe in miracles because I believe in God. And I want to begin today way back in the Old Testament. Now, we're studying the miracles of Christ in the days ahead, but I want to take you uh, to the first mention of the word miracle in Scripture. It doesn't mean that it is the first miracle ever performed. I would say uh, God's miraculous creative work uh, is on display from the first chapter of the Bible. Uh, but in Exodus chapter 7, in the context of Moses and Aaron coming before Pharaoh, you remember the story, the Bible says in Exodus 7 verse 8, And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh shall speak unto you, saying, Show a miracle for you, then thou shalt say unto Aaron, Take thy rod, and cast it before Pharaoh, and it shall become a serpent. This is the first mention of miracles. And so, even from the first mention of the word, we learn some things. For example, one thing we learn is that men want to see them. That's always been true. People want to see miracles. Uh, they're, they're interested in seeing something. They want some proof. I would point out to you it was a sinful heart that demanded to see a miracle and was not content uh, to simply accept God's word. So if we have to see something to believe it, then it's not really faith. Something else we learn about miracles here is that they are under God's control, not man's. It wasn't Moses' idea or Aaron's idea. It wasn't in their power. It was all God. Uh, it was the Lord's word that produced the works and the wonders. Now, something else that I think is fascinating here is that the miracle was connected to God doing extraordinary things through ordinary things. So God uses a rod. It's going to become a serpent. Uh, a miracle is when God takes something that we think is very ordinary and natural but exceeds expectations, goes beyond what man can accomplish, uses it in a way that is beyond the norm. So there's a lot of truth wrapped up here in Exodus chapter number 7 in the first mention of miracles. Now, but let's make a few observations today, shall we, about miracles just as they're related to the whole of Scripture. Well, the first thing I would say to you is that the Bible is a miracle book. The book we're studying is a miracle book in itself. Think of this. 
a book written by more than 40 writers on different continents in different languages over thousands of years, yet with perfect unity, uh, this beautiful cohesiveness, uh, the miracle power of the gospel, uh, the preservation of Scripture, on and on and on we could go. This is a miraculous book in the way it was given, in the way it has been kept for us. Uh, we're studying God's miraculous Word. And then I would point out that not only is the Bible miraculous, but throughout history we see God's miraculous work at certain specific times. And I think this is very important to understand. Uh, you don't see in your study of history and even your study of Scripture miracles at every juncture. For example, study your Bible, Old and New Testament, and you'll find that the miracles are pretty well concentrated at certain particular periods. For example, when God first led Israel uh, out of Egypt and established this nation, lots of miracles. Well, God was proving something to the nation of Israel and the nations around. Uh, when they were dealing with their idolatry during the, the ministry of Elijah and Elisha, you see lots of miracles. There was spiritual warfare going on. Uh, Daniel, the period of Daniel, coming through the captivity, then out of the captivity, we see miracles. Again, God showing his people something. Uh, when Christ came, and then the early New Testament church, lots of miracles as the gospel message is given, and the establishment of Christ's church is taking place, Again, do you see a correlation here? God doesn't just do miracles arbitrarily. This is not for fun. He's not just putting on a show, uh, giving us something to watch or talk about. No, the, the miracles always have a message. We know in prophecy that in the Great Tribulation, there will be lots of signs and wonders during that period. And again, I repeat to you that Satan knows how to counterfeit and likes to use miracles uh, in his own way to get a message across. The point is this, that when miracles were given, do you remember what Scripture says, the Jews require a sign? When miracles have been given, they're always a revelation of who God is and a validation of what God is saying. So when we approach the miracles, don't just get enamored with the miracle itself. Ask yourself, what do I learn about God from this, and what is God's great message through this miracle? Remember, the theme of our study is Christ is enough. I'm convinced the miracles of Christ all point us to the sufficiency of Christ. We want to learn more than things. We want to learn Him. And then, not only do I believe the Bible is a miracle book, and miracles have been done at certain junctures in history for a reason, but I would also point out to you that the work of grace in the life of a sinner is the greatest miracle of all. The greatest miracle is not physical or material or temporal. It is spiritual. Somebody said, oh, what a miracle that Lazarus was raised from the dead. Yes, that's a miracle. Let me tell you an even greater miracle because Lazarus died again physically. A greater miracle is that you were dead in your trespasses and sins and you've come alive a new person in Jesus Christ and you now have eternal life. That is a miracle. So the grace of God at work in us and through us is God's miracle power and we should not miss that. And then I would say this, miracles still happen today. God can do all that he will do, whatever God chooses to do. He doesn't work at our bidding. He works of his own will, of his own sovereign pleasure, what he chooses to do. Uh, miracles are not in our hands. We come full circle back to this first mention in Exodus 7. They're not in Moses' hands. They're in God's hands. The miracles are not up to our pleasure. They're up to God's pleasure. But yes, miracles still happen today. 
and I believe in the miracle-working power of our God. I do not believe in miracle workers, plural. I believe in the miracle worker, singular, and that is our God and his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, having laid this foundation, I say this to you. The greatest concentration of miracles in the whole Bible is in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, and that's where we're coming to in our study. Oh, I'm so excited about it, and I want you to begin to pray now. Dear Lord, help me to know Jesus better. Dear Lord, help me to understand who you are and what Christ can do in my life through this study. Father, we do believe in miracles today. We thank you that you're the miracle-working God in this present hour. We trust you, Lord, to make yourself known through this study, to strengthen our faith, and to bring us nearer to you. And we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough. Thank you.